Welcome to The Unpodcast. It's about you. This is your host, Caitlin DeBeer. I'm a life coach, speaker, psychology lecturer, and a mum of two littles. And I'm here to inspire you with self-management tips, secrets, interviews, and tricks around loving yourself, loving your life, yep, even the mums, and ultimately to motivate you to want to wake up every morning and live your beautiful life. Over to today's episode. Cool. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Caitlin. <laughs> so divine to, to be meeting with you in person and to thank be doing you. this. So thank you for your time. Oh, it's a pleasure. When I messaged you, I definitely wasn't sure if you were going to respond. <laughs> so thank you. I really do appreciate it's it. It's such a pleasure. Anything for the mamas, eh? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, cool. So do you want to start by just telling my listeners who you are, if they don't know you, which I'd be cool. surprised. But um, yeah. Introduce yourself a bit. Okay, well, um, my name is Lisa Rally, and I've been in the fitness and wellness industry for quite a long time. Mm. So I've pretty much only really known this industry. Uh, since I was 17, 18 years old, sure. I studied personal training, went overseas for a few years, came back, started a mobile personal training business, and then from there opened up some gyms. And I did that for quite a long time, and then I just got a big break. I was very lucky. I was one of those those personal trainers that just got a big break, and it was on South Africa's a reality show. What's well, actually mm. an international show called The Biggest Loser. I remember that. And yeah. that was really fantastic. Mm. Um, it kind of gave me a hands up in my career, mm. and not many people get that opportunity. So I do mm. classify myself as super blessed um, that I got it, and not everybody yeah. did. Blessed and talented. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from that show, and afterwards my life was never the same again. I had to do a lot in the media. I had to speak mm. in public, I had to write articles, I was now this voice of reason and opinion mm. and um, people looked to me for advice and um, expertise and everything changed and my, my life became way more in the media than before and I, yet sure. I wasn't trained in it at all. Yeah. And no one you know, put me on a TV presenting course, yeah. nobody showed me how to act on camera and it was, it was a huge life shock. But it was exciting and I loved the challenge and it grew me and it grew my business mm. and it gave me the opportunity to speak to a much bigger audience as opposed yeah. to just the four walls where I had my gyms yeah. in Durban and I could only help so many people per day yeah. and that used to often frustrate me because mm. I thought, is this it? Am I only yeah. going to help these few hundred clients or whatever? I exactly what you mean with that. Um, I need yeah. to be bigger. I need to do more. I need to help mm. more. I need to feel like I've left my, my mark, my legacy mm. when I go and I need to hand it on to my kids and I need to know I've made a difference in this world and that was always important to me, even mm. from a very young age. Um, so from there, yeah, I owned gyms, I owned a wellness center. After I did The Biggest Loser, I wanted to help the inverted commas, fatties and monies. Mm-hmm. All the people that tried to go to gym, tried everything under the sun, and now they really needed a very, very nurturing space in which to exercise and uh, get well. So we did nutrition, sure. we did the exercising twice a day, we did colonics, we did lymphatic drainage, we did supplementation, we did all their meals, we wow. did little wellness um, evenings. We looked after every element holistically of that individual and tried to do, and uh, not really psychology, we'd refer that out, but yeah. just to try and look at, the into whole, the, the whole person yeah. and why were they in that situation yeah. and what voids were they filling. And yeah, so that was a very exciting time and I owned gyms for 10 years and it's, it's exhausting to yeah, own no gyms, doubt. to have loads of staff yeah. and to have high expectations and people expect to see you in the gym every day, yeah. expect you to be super hands-on mm-hmm. and for a, for a period of time I had three sure. and I was torn between three yeah. gyms all the time and finding it very hard to travel and do the work mm-hmm. that I wanted to do in Job and Cape Town. People would say, where's Lisa today? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have another life too, you know, I have a yeah, business. Please. 
Um, and it was sure. very tough to keep everybody happy. Mm. And at my 10-year mark, I decided to sell my business. And I actually gave it four weeks. And I said, if I don't sell this business in four weeks, um, I'm closing the doors. And I actually do not care what the, the, what the repercussions I are. I know I, that I discussion. I just am done. And that's, that's the decision I made. And luckily, the, the following week, it was sold to one of my staff members, best friends. And oh, it, cool. You know, it was, I was just, again, Happened. lucky that, it, that I got to sell it. Um, and then now my life is really developing new products um, and I work quite a lot in the media. I love mm. to be part of events. I love to spread the word of health and wellness and being the best version of you. So our businesses, mm. I think, resonate quite yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I love to teach people how to fish when it comes to their health and keeping it mm. simple and um, just... Yeah, really inspiring, motivating people to make small little changes and that over time they can make such a huge a difference. Change. I'm such a believer in that. Yeah, so yeah. I have an e-store um, and I have a presence in the media still, which I do love because again, it enables me to reach a bigger audience yeah. and make a bigger difference. Um, and I'm still very much, I feel, in, in the infancy of my business. Mm. And it feels crazy to say Doesn't that. Doesn't look like that. <laughs> people say from the outside it always yeah. looks better, you yeah. know, but when you're in it and yeah. you feel totally dissatisfied. Mm. It's, it's just it's your life, it's, it's your reality. And, and it's, it's got. I've always been yeah. hard on myself and I've mm. always, I have I definitely am, to me, just starting. Mm. Yeah, my career still, is for as long as I still love it the way I do, it, I feel like it's just beginning. Mm. Well, that's exciting for yeah. all of us yeah. on the receiving end. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Divine. Cool. And you mm. obviously are a mum too. I know Bella, yes. um, well, you had Bella similar times. I had Sarah and mm. I've followed you online through becoming a mum. And I've loved mm. watching this sort of change, I suppose, especially through media. I mean, that's obviously mm. the only time, place I've seen you. Yeah. So in terms of well-being, and obviously when I say well-being, I'm thinking food, health, exercise, yeah. sort of whole you. Mm. Do you want to tell us a bit about pregnancy first okay. and we'll move from there? So cool. how did you manage to, to look after you knowing that this was your background yes. and then obviously being pregnant? Yeah, well, firstly, I felt quite a bit of pressure and mm, trying I'm to sure. keep myself slim and trim throughout pregnancy yeah. and to, to be that perfect example. Um, I only found out I was pregnant at 11 weeks, which sure. um, I always get that sort of weird look, like, how did you not know? You know, mm. as a woman, surely you know. Yeah. And like, well, actually, it's just on my ovaries um, the year before. And I'd had them when I was 30 and then I had them when I was 33. And I went, I'd missed a period. So I went to the gynae and he scanned and he said, oh, there's a little ovary, uh, a little cyst on your ovary here. It must just uh, work its way through and it must it must burst and if it's burst within three months uh, then awesome well okay. done if not we need to operate so I went to him in the December and he checked my ovaries and they had bursts and it was like happy holidays Lisa enjoy well done and I was actually a month pregnant sure. and he didn't pick he didn't up. pick it up I suppose that early on you might oh, not yeah. yeah so I went on holiday that December jam we went to our farm and um, I had weird symptoms I had huge boobs yeah that was my <laughs> was that's like, I knew oh really yeah. and it was like from yeah. early on massive mm. change and wanted salty things whereas I'm a sweet mm. tooth person yeah. um, very low energy I didn't want to train mm. yet because I had just been to the gynae I didn't, didn't think it was that I yeah. really honestly didn't in every single way I thought it was just it had been a very very stressful year and it must just be my body relaxing and unwinding and maybe changing as I'm getting older and because yeah. I'd missed my periods obviously my boobs are now super swollen because my mm. hormones are out oh my gosh I had every excuse justifying it all yeah, yeah. justifying it all um, and eventually I was in Joburg the one day and my um, my best friend I told her everything I was feeling and that like I'm now three months late you know mm. and she said least you know you really need to do a pregnancy test and I was like yeah okay I'll go I get one at the airport I was flying to Durban and one of my staff members that day was also feeling sick and I woke up that day and I vomited for the oh. first time 
And she said, me too. I think it's a bug. Oh. And I said, well, then it must Justify be a bug. Again. Oh, no, it's <laughs> You know, terrible. and that night I went to the airport oh. and I bought a pregnancy test. And the next morning I did the whole thing and it came out positive plus three weeks. Those quantitative yeah. ones. Um, went to have a blood test, phoned me at 4 p.m. I was waiting by the phone. You are pregnant around about eight weeks. And then on the Monday, I got an emergency appointment with the gynae. And he said, you are pregnant. And did the whole scan. And there was a head, and fingers, toes, yeah, spine, the so whole far. works. I was 11 and a half weeks oh, pregnant. Um, and I just, I remember walking out that gynae room with wobbly legs. Like yeah. complete, I was pale. I couldn't believe it. And my husband was so excited because oh. he thought this was just, it's time. Yeah. And um, well, at that stage, we were actually just engaged. We weren't even married. And I was in total shock. I cried on and oh. off for four days because I just felt I wasn't ready. My yeah. business wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, I hadn't planned for this at yeah. all. I've got all these commitments for the year. Mm-hmm. How am I going to have a baby in the middle of all mm-hmm. of this? Stafford and I lived separately. Mm-hmm. He lived in Joburg. I lived in Durban. Yeah, um, I felt totally ill-prepared and very emotional about the whole thing. And um, I definitely was not ready. And throughout my pregnancy, um, I kind of didn't believe it until I started seeing the bump mm-hmm. and it started to grow. Which and does take time, especially it, yeah. after I find when you fit and... My tummy was strong, so it yeah. probably only popped through at about five and a half months yeah. on honeymoon, actually. If I look at my photos, beginning of the honeymoon, I was, I was probably just noticeable that I was yeah. pregnant. And at the end, I was very pregnant. Yeah. And that was just within three and a half weeks we were away um, so I got married six months pregnant um, that was never the plan oh gosh I never thought that would be me but it's happened oh, it's and um, I did try and keep pregnant uh, keep pregnant keep fit the whole way through my pregnancy I ran 5k's a day mm. until I couldn't anymore and it was on honeymoon where I felt my pelvis split um, I was actually on the treadmill. I never ran more than 5Ks and mm. I kept my heart rate down. Yeah. Um, but I felt, my, I actually heard a slight oh, pop. Goodness. And my whole, my, um, my uh, pubic symphysis, I had a, like a whole oh, sort of goodness. separation there and it was very painful. And for the rest of my honeymoon, I struggled to put one foot in front of the other. Mm. I had to get up with two feet at the same mm. time. I couldn't lunge anymore. I had to duck yeah. squat. Um, so that changed my, my training program throughout the rest of my pregnancy and um, I gained quite a lot of weight in my, in my third trimester. So first trimester I didn't know I was pregnant, I still mm. had a six pack, I'm not kidding. I yeah. was like super No, 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 thin. I'm sure because I was I, like, you would never have known. Yeah. And then second trimester, that's when I got married and all of that up until 28 weeks, I was still very acceptable from the weight gain point of view yeah. and my gynae was a okay, week on track, a little bit too high but I'm fine with it. And then third trimester, I gained about 10. And he kept saying to me every, every time I went to him, he said, you know what to do, right? I mean, this is your profession. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, doc. And he said, because you are gaining a lot and you're going to regret this. Mm. He embarrassed me the one time, actually, in front of my husband. I was so angry. I cried because oh. he made me feel like a complete gannet, you know, like I was oh. doing everything wrong and like I should not be this big. Oh. I gained 20 kgs in my pregnancy. Sure. And for my frame, yeah, um, it was lot. a lot. Yeah. And I had huge cravings for Marmite and toast and cheese and savory things. Mm. But at the same time, chocolate milk was my thing. I'd Mm. have two massive glasses of chocolate milk a day. And I somehow thought, um, this is the only time in my life where I'm just going to be overweight. Because I I have never been overweight before. Um, And I even did a kind of a a semi-nude shoot um, in my, my, I think my 34 weeks. And I was super voluptuous. And I would never have the confidence. No, I would like even now to get in a bikini in front of the camera is tough for me. Doing that fitness cover shoot was hard. And yet when I was pregnant, I was like, I'm curvaceous, I'm chubby, I'm pregnant, I am probably... Going with it. I'm going with this. This is beautiful. And I had a confidence that I've actually never had since and never before. Sure. So... 
Yeah, so I enjoyed that part of pregnancy knowing I would lose it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Bella came a month early. So my sure, entire busy. pregnancy was actually only six yeah, months from the crazy. time I found out to the time I gave birth. Sure. It was six months and it was a whirlwind. Um, and in that time, I got married and went on honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> so I became lot. a mom to it's two stepdaughters and a daughter. And I became a wife within, within a few months. months. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, then the weight, I had this massive jelly belly. It was mm. really quite gross to look at. I've never had a tummy. So mm. I've had a bum before. Uh, when I was a little bit bigger, I've definitely like carried weight on my thighs and bum, but never on my tummy. Mm. So to look down and see the squishy stomach and this, oh, it was just revolting. I hated every second of being overweight. Mm. And I could not, I was one of those unfortunate moms who couldn't lose weight whilst breast, breastfeeding. Yeah, I also struggled. Well, I struggled to exercise whilst breastfeeding. Okay, yeah. and I struggled to lose weight. Mm. So people would say to me, oh, don't, just breastfeed and you'll mm. lose it all. And I had such confidence and uh, I still had quite a, a, like a severe appetite and I still drank the chocolate milk and I still mm. ate what I did when I was pregnant and I couldn't get the weight off and I was really trying hard um, to exercise and get back in and I was actually. I was doing yoga, I was doing some rebounding. At five months, I started rebounding. I was running, I was doing weights again, but I could not, my, my boobs were huge. Mm. Uh, I had so much milk I was very lucky lucky yeah. very lucky um, and I just I was 12 kgs overweight for that first year mm. and even though people say well, you look amazing I knew me and I knew yeah. my body yeah um, I often also feeling you just know that it doesn't feel good and yes. that's not nice yeah so like boobs that. big two yeah. sizes up in clothing tummy mm. wasn't feeling great um I was so tired mm. <laughs> I really am painting a terrible picture yeah but no, I did but suffer from, from PND yeah. definitely and Bella used to wake me up eight times a night mm. to feed on demand I wasn't it's doing hard. a whole scheduled feeding it was yeah. all on demand she didn't take a bottle she sure. didn't take a dummy so my hubby couldn't help me no thanks <laughs> um it was a very very dark time in my life and I really struggled to get my uh, career back I really struggled to work. I was too tired to think. Yeah. I had cloudy brain. I, I wasn't creative. I was actually slightly depressed and thought, do I even want to go back to work? Because mm. I don't feel like it. Mm. Um, it was a very dark time until I got a sleep trainer at six months. And she trained mm. Bella um, to sleep through the night, which was a very tough few days for us, mm. <laughs> getting her to scream and yeah. time the screamings. No, and oh, it was yeah. hard. But the minute she started sleeping through, things started to yeah. become more Sleep's clear. Thing. Yeah, I started becoming a bit more motivated to exercise harder and to get back on track with work. Um, things changed at like seven months. Mm. Yeah, but up until then, I must say my pregnancy was a big blur. It was way too quick. And yeah. that first six months of having a mom, I feel like I was totally disconnected from her. Mm. And it was just so quick, so unplanned. Um, I was so tired, I was resenting her because my career was literally on pause. Yeah. Um, all my hard work over the years and I felt mm. like I was losing it all mm. and that I'd never get back on top. Mm. And it was a very, very hard time. Yeah. When I think about it now, I'm like, oh don't gosh, go back I, just, there. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back there. Yeah, it sounds horrific. Number two yeah. is so different, um, <laughs> I can say. But yeah, I'm sure lots of mums listening can resonate with mm. that though. I mean, pregnancy, I mean, we saw just running our company, Flourishing Fit Moms, we mm. could not believe how moms just i mean for for i always get stuck on this lack of a better word mm. that's the saying just let themselves go yeah. during pregnancy and just think you know i'll just it's the t one time i am allowed to just yeah. eat but as soon as baby arrives it hits them so hard that they're mm. now stuck in a body they don't want to live in yeah. and it's not just a body it's a whole mind frame i think it all comes together it's mm. like i've let myself go but i also felt that i wasn't me yes in that time and yeah. so you kind of feel like you've 
you've and become some, someone you've else. Compromised, hey? yeah. You've totally compromised yeah. your career, your life. Every, yeah. Everything that you were once has now changed. Now you're just yeah. a mom. Yeah. You're expected to just know what to do from yeah. get-go. Um, and yeah, just you, like you said, you're in this body that you don't um, admire. It's, yeah, or connect with even because yeah. you've because you haven't respected it. Yes. I think that's a good word. So respect. second time round, because there is a plan Going for having happen. another yeah. one, <laughs> I will definitely try harder to, because yeah. I did try and keep fit, so that mm. was actually there, yeah. but I will definitely look after my diet more because yeah. I don't want to gain 20 again. Yeah. I know how hard it was to lose it. Yeah. So I'm going to try and stick to the Guyanese um, whole thing where he said you should gain nothing in your first Very trimester, sure. yeah. and then he said four in your second, and eight in your last, yeah. and that's it. You should yeah. gain twelve. Yeah. That is like the standard. Mm. You know, I'm really. I've try. heard that's quite an average. I did with um, I'm just trying to think. With Sarah, I gained mm. about thirteen, and it was I carried beautifully. Mm. I stayed fit my whole pregnancy. Um, I didn't run. I just mm. didn't feel comfortable running, but yeah. I did. Um, I did safe workouts in the gym, and I swam a lot, mm. um, and I ate very normally. Yes. I mean, I'm a very like I, I eat very much everything we have yes. every Friday night yeah I don't Balanced. cut out things mm. I don't um yeah I try not to obsess at all about food mm. but I continued living like that rather yes. than this like but eat for two yes kind of emotional eating which it is I yeah. mean hormonally emotional there are plenty mm. of things going on mm. and unfortunately that follows you into then having a baby which yeah. you thought would disappear doesn't no. and those emotions like you say carry on mm. and um I think a lot of mums find themselves in that position of of now Total having this right? child yeah. Yeah, disconnected from yourself, not <laughs> oh. knowing who you are. Um, this new role, the sleep deprivation, no, the not working. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's a, probably the darkest days of a, of, a, of a woman's life or once you give birth. And yeah. um, I think, you know, some, some, I've got some of my friends who have managed it so well mm. and yet they did have careers and they went through IVF and they really pushed, they tried for five years, mm. they eventually got this baby and they were so happy. And I just wasn't one of those. Um, I was just, I, I remember thinking uh, up until she was about one that I didn't even love her. Mm. And it, that is crazy, yeah. hey? Um, yeah. so where I, I looked at her and I thought, I can't believe thing, that this is my child. Nah. Like, I care for you. I don't want to hurt yeah. you. I don't want to hurt yeah. myself. So I didn't have that severe PND yeah. where you want to hurt your child. Yeah. But I just felt like yeah. you preventing me from having the life yeah. I had before. Yeah. And I don't know if I like this new life at all. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then only when she's a bit bigger and she could respond. And then I yeah. started falling in love with her. She and like now um, I adore being a mom. Yeah. And now it's so rewarding. I mm. crave her. I, I, I feel guilty when I do a whole morning of work. work but not because I'm guilty, but because I want to spend time with her. Yeah. Um, so I, I do. She's like now that she's almost three, she is this little human. that, And it's more good than bad. And now I have to go back to begin. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but you'll do it differently. Yes, I would. And I think that's such yeah. a big part of this, is like respecting yourself in the process. Um, and second time around, you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. But it's also so different for every mom. You can't, I don't think we can ever judge ourselves. Mm. I mean, some people love that newborn stage and some hate that newborn yes. stage, but don't like teenagers or, you yeah. know, like we've got to actually just roll with where we're at yeah. and know yourself in this process mm. and look after yourself. Mm. Um, and I've also enjoyed chatting to moms that um, are similar to me. So they mm. had careers before, but they also have careers now. They're yeah. also trying to balance it. Um, they value their career and their identity yeah. a lot. And um, I'm not saying that, um, you know, if you don't work, you know, you're not important or anything yeah. like that. It's not that. It's just I have tried to associate myself with people in the same role as me because mm. we're all juggling. We're all working. Yeah. We're all moms. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to, you know, be good wives, be good at it all mm. and trying to kind of do this whole balancing act as best as we we know how to yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I found that that's helped is to make sure that my tribe around me yeah. is um, the same as me. Yeah. We all they identify with each yeah. other uh, and they get me. And yeah. that's really been my rock is having yeah. those sort of close friends that we all in it together and we mm. all supportive because sometimes the, the husband or man doesn't get it. Yeah. And they're like, well, don't work. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you it's know, easy. Yeah. yeah, it's easy. Just don't yeah. work then, my no, love. Like, you just all. don't have to. It's not yeah. about that. It's about no. keeping your identity and keeping strong and adding value and yeah. making a difference. And there's so much more to it than that. I know, I agree um, completely. So, having that tribe around me has been a yeah. saving grace for me over the yeah. last two, three years. And it kind mm. of gives you permission as well to be you. They're not fighting against yes. that that's who you are. And yeah. That's, and this is your reality. And you still adore your kids, but you also adore your career. Yeah. And and yeah. that's okay. I went to a, a numerologist years ago and um, she said to me that my, because my, I said, I don't think, everyone tells me that you can't have it all. Mm-hmm. Like you have to choose. Like mm-hmm. you're either going to have this, this amazing career and um, you probably won't be a, a good mom, you yeah. know, or you're not going to be a present mom or you're going to have somebody else raise mm-hmm. your children or whatever, or the other way around, you're going to be yeah. the most amazing mom and you're going to have to dump your career. Like mm-hmm. you're just going to have to forfeit it and know that that's, is, this is your life, you know, mm-hmm. you're now a mom. And I refused to accept that. Um, So I asked her about it. And I said, please, somewhere in my stars, tell me that I can have it all. And she said, I promise you, you can. And she showed me the numbers and she showed me the the line and she showed me my stars and my moons. And oh my gosh, it goes very like, wow, out there, you know, if you believe in it or not. But we recorded the whole thing so I could listen back and kind of make sense of it. But she was the one that said to me, you "You will do it you will have both and you will do it both well Mm -hmm. and don't listen to anybody else because you can have both Mm -hmm. um and every time i've thought maybe it's time that i choose you know Mm because this is harder than i thought um i keep going back to the conversation with her where she showed me that it's in my stars it's in my life to have Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. and what a great role model i will be to bella by being a working mom by by striving by having good and bad days by having goals by achieving by being strong and getting through tough times and Mm -hmm. that that is what i need to teach my daughter um and that's also made me keep going in the tough times is because i know that i have to teach her you know i have to be her role model completely um yeah yeah, so i love what you said now so i um, have a christian faith and i um there's a scripture that says god will give you the desires of your heart and i Mm. often say to moms i'm like well what what do you want yes and it's exactly that i feel like Mm. if you want both like there's a reason for that's how you're made yes so so then do both but if yeah. you really don't want to work mm. then then maybe you shouldn't be working yes because um, then you're resentful right it's completely yeah. but you don't want to have to live according to like some standard or some mm. whatever like you said that you have to choose mm. or that you whatever you're supposed yeah. to do you, you if have you're to just create true the life to you, you want you know completely and that's completely. that is what i'm yeah. i'm still striving for and but i have been working on the last couple of years it's like I want the life I want. Yeah. Don't tell me I, I can't have it. And no one can I compare to that. Yeah. No one can. Yes, and it's what like, makes me happy. And yeah. that's that my, my logo is balance makes perfect. But mm. it's it's your balance. It's very yeah. different to my balance. Yeah. You know, training for sure. every day for me is balanced. Mm. Training three times a week for somebody else will yeah. be balanced. Mm. Um, spending, you know, four hours a day with your child might be balanced. For somebody mm. else, it must be nine. Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. You know, as long as you're whole, you're happy, yeah. you're content, you're mm. you, um, a good example to your children. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, you are happy. Mm. That is the most important thing. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. In my mom's course, I always say to them, for me, my goals in, as a mom are to be happy and stable. Yes. If I can be happy and stable, I can raise my kids well. Yes. As soon as I'm unstable or not feeling happy, I start rubbing from them. And yeah. I know we spoke about it earlier. You know, mm. I'll be irritable. Yesterday, I had a terrible day with them. And I, 
I become a bad mom. Mm. And they pick up on like it so easily. Completely. And I'm thinking, why is Bella playing yeah. up? And it's totally my fault yeah. because it's my mood. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's and actually you've actually got fun. to manage you. It's yes. not actually about being with them. It's about managing yes. yourself and then being a good mom. Yeah, going into the other room, so, screaming in the pillow, yeah. doing whatever five you deep go breaths, for a run, stand. whatever. Yeah, go do a workout, yeah. do something that makes you feel better because yeah. you're going to bring more manage to the yourself. table. And yeah. that's one of the talks that I do is um, to be selfish to be selfless yeah. um, and I think you've probably speak about that with moms too it's um, how few moms put themselves first yeah. at the beginning of the day or sometime in the day make that half an hour for yourself mm. because you will become a more balanced mom and a better 100%. wife a better boss a better yeah. colleague and um, mm. a better everything if you are strong and whole mm. and not resentful mm. and I used to ask because when I first um, started out with my clinic and I interviewed every single client for 90 minutes they weren't allowed to trade sure. in the gym until I knew who they were why they were there mm. uh, what their issues were so that I could help them outsource whatever and just try and make sure I supported them in every way I could and most people that I interviewed especially women were unhappy and mm. um, they weren't working or they weren't doing something that they loved yeah. and they were resentful because they never made time for themselves mm. and they were actually really miserable people and mm. they had to and I had to say to them, but what are you doing you know yeah. you have to put yourself first and that's why they were at the clinic and I started seeing Stop them metamorphosize over yeah. the three months to six months that they were with us and on the program and these they would just start to really flourish mm. and they would start to shine and become grateful mm. and Oh gosh, they, I just saw the most amazing transformations yeah. before me. Just when, by investing just in Just by investing that one hour yeah. or so in yourself a day. I it changed that. their relationships. It changed their yeah. the, the, the dynamics at home. Mm. Uh, everything changed because yeah. of that one hour a day. I mean, it's 4% yeah. of your day. Yeah. yeah. Doable. It's and doable. I know a lot of people say, you know, well, I don't have time. And then I always say, well, I mean, don't take your phone with you to the toilet and you'll create a whole lot more time. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. or... Or Every evening you're putting out, I was about to say, yeah. you're putting on a Netflix, pointless man. series that you don't even enjoy. Yeah. And But, you know, people always say to me mm. when I talk about doing things that they love and they'll say, oh, I love reading, but I read in the mm. holidays. And I'm always like, well, what do you do every evening? Yes. At some point, the kids do go down. Yes. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, and yeah. then what? You know, because exactly. you, you get to choose. And I always find that if I if I'm disciplined and yeah. I go to bed by nine thirty, which is mm. hard because I also want to watch series. Yeah. I also want to watch that movie with my hubby on the mm. couch and have a little snack and whatever mm. and cuddle up. But I always regret it the next day, yeah. even if the movie is good. Yeah. <laughs> I no, always sure. think, oh, I got only six hours sleep last night yeah. and I've got fog brain and I just mm. I can't get on top of my day and I just generally don't have a great day. But whenever I go to bed 9, 9.30 and I wake up at 5 and I do my mm. sort of hour or two before the kids get up or before Bella gets up and um, I go and exercise, my day rocks. Yeah. And it's all about mindset and it's all mm. about starting the day well and it was actually all about going to bed early yeah. and being disciplined with that. Yeah. And knowing yourself and what you need. Yeah. And I do all kinds of things to make sure I fall asleep quite quickly Mm. and I have, you know, the right teas and my room is completely pitch black. It's literally block out curtains, Mm. aircon's on 18, not a flashing light to be seen, (laughs) phone off upside down. Like I I create the environment in which to get a good night's sleep. Um, I don't ever fall asleep in front of the TV. I don't, um, yeah, I don't have like music in my ear or Mm. anything like that. It's it's a pitch black, freezing cold room. Mm. And that's, I hibernate (laughs) for those seven or so hours. I very seldom get eight, um, but yeah. seven hours are really trying to work back. Okay, I've got to be up at five tomorrow. Okay, I when need should to I go to sleep? Yeah, I do the same, although we wake 15 times in between that. Oh, but yeah, that is so tough. No, no. Yeah. But it's good. But it's yeah. a stage, as you said earlier yeah, when you were yeah, chatting. Sure. It is a stage, it will pass. No, no. Um, Unfortunately, I don't need a lot of sleep. I'm not a good yeah, sleeper, so I've very lucky. Up not needing, <laughs> I know. 
it well, is it is one of my lucky, biggest disabilities not, i promise you no. because i need sleep but then you'll probably produce children that sleep yeah well, that's my theory yeah well so i've produced children that don't yeah true hey? so <laughs> because that's... i think it's a genetic thing straight my yeah. family don't sleep i don't sleep they don't sleep yeah well i'm um, married to a, a guy that needs like four hours sleep oh, is and he it? reckons okay. that sleeping so is the biggest waste of time problem. yeah that's <laughs> <how I> <laughs> he's like sleep why do we need to sleep i wish i could just take a pill yeah. I, I wish I we just sleep. told someone that the other day the wall for half an hour and that's and there you go i'm ready to go he thinks sleep is a complete waste of time he wants to read he wants to research he wants to be more productive he's like imagine how much more we could do if we didn't need sleep but i'm like alarm at nine o'clock i put my head down and this is my favorite time of the day just peace the world is quiet for seven eight hours yeah i love it cool we've talked about a whole lot of things you've obviously said this half an hour to an hour thing for mums or women to put mm. aside for themselves is there yeah. anything else that you'd want to sort of encourage the mums that are listening or women that are listening mm. from your side from your journey from mm. yeah I think for me uh, being organized has really served me mm-hmm. so I do lots of little things throughout my day that really help and um, mm. things like making crustless quiches in the in the oven like mm. three times a week and now I've taught my domestic I've taught my au pair cool. how to do those little things how to make my veggie juice so I've outsourced I, I am the queen of outsourcing mm. so I love outsourcing those things that I don't enjoy doing and mm. that will make a big difference to my health and my energy and mm. um, things like I still to this day take out my gym gear the night before yes, with my so accessories my contact lenses my everything my towel and I leave it in the pajama Mm. lounge Mm. because um, it's the only space I have to change I don't want to I don't want to wake my hubby up or anyone else so I tiptoe out Mm. and I go change in the pajama lounge Mm. every morning and my outfit is ready and these kinds of little habits set me up because it makes it happen Um, the first thing I do is get dressed so that I'm in my gym gear ready Um, it's no excuses Um, so I found little things that really make it easier for me um, by outsourcing by being organized preparing and planning a little bit of a menu in advance Mm. making sure I have the right food um, using yeah. services like you cook and one yeah. cart where they deliver to your door. I don't know if you know yeah, about we've one got, cart, but Yeah, we've got launched. Harvest Box here and okay. we get it every week. Yes. It's a new thing that yeah. we've started and it's three meals a week and also, it's been, okay, I, hate, I hate cooking. So yes. for me, it's been, it's made me like it. It's like yeah. 20 minutes, healthy meals, yeah. and it's done and right? it makes enough for lunch. Yeah. To try so new I, things too, to expose you yeah. to some new ideas no, and so divine. the family doesn't get bored. Yeah. But also one cart has been a life, a life uh, mm. saver. In fact, I need to put an order them. through just now. Yeah. They've now launched in Durban. Um, so they, uh, it's Food Lovers Market, it's Pick and Pay, it's uh, Woolies, Diskim. So you order online and they deliver to your oh, door, divine. but they go and they do the shops at all the different places yeah. and bring it at once within four hours within four hours um, so that has been life changing and you don't pay a huge sure. premium for it either you have a personalized shopper that goes know, out and shops for I'm thinking like formula at Dyschem but yeah, this that you know, that, like, and yeah. I mean you're literally out the whole a morning whole and how unproductive for a working yeah. mom yeah. rather just no, put up no. your order online and then you can work sure. while somebody else does your shop um, so I found yeah, these kinds of things in my us. life yeah. um, that Again, have being organized, organized um, mm. and making sure that I make it as easy as possible because life's not easy. Yeah. So I've, I've really set yeah. myself up with yeah. like certain things in my life to make it a little bit easier on myself. Yeah, I love that. And mm. even, I mean, you mentioned a domestic worker or an au pair. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, that's also, it's, it's a choice. Definitely, mm. I mean, finances for no one comes easy. It doesn't matter how yes. much you earn and you'll spend more. Yeah. But these little things, I know mm. for us, you know, at first when I had Sarah, I had a um, domestic worker that came in three times a week to clean and I was going to be at home with her. Mm-hmm. Literally yeah. within four months was ready to kill this child. Yes. I was like chucking her at my husband when he yeah. got home. I was nowhere. 
hired a maid every day mm. took on a bit more work yeah. to be able to fund that yes different person yeah exactly you've got to know your strengths you've got to know where you're strong and you've got to know where you're weak and outsource the things that you're not good at and the things that don't make you happy because life's short and I actually went to a talk with Michael Mull years ago at a conference and he said to me with his children what he's found is that like try and rather put more energy into your strengths Mm -hmm. to make your strengths outstanding so that you are that you shine and that you make a big difference and that you play into your strengths and you love what you do every day Mm. and don't try and make improve your weaknesses weaknesses. so much you know who cares you're not good there outsource your weaknesses don't don't do them outsource (laughs) it so I think the more we can be moms that are like I don't need to be good at everything this is what I love this is what I'm good at I want to do more of that so then do more of that and then find a way to outsource the stuff you're not so good at because we can't all be good at everything and so when I realized that about a decade ago that I can't be good at everything Mm -hmm. it changed my life and now I'll put my hands up saying I'm not I don't want to do that thing I don't want to do that I want help there I outsource that I work Mm -hmm. a bit harder to afford that and I, my life's changed yeah. and I don't even care like that I'm not good at no, certain I things know. I've I just I've let it go completely you know? <laughs> and you don't have to try it all yeah um, I know often when I say I'm a runner talks they say to me people come up afterwards almost always and say yeah. like I'm just trying to get into it and you know but I really struggle at K3 and I always say like try running three times and if it doesn't work stop running yes just because Plus everyone's running don't run yeah <laughs> go to Zumba you know I would never yes. go to Zumba I've got no desire yeah. like find your thing and do it well absolutely <laughs> don't try and replicate what Somebody everyone else is, is doing. Uh, there's no blueprints yeah, eh, for yeah. everyone. It's just Absolutely. you've got to find your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, I think just generally in life, um, that's probably mm. my take home point is just try not to be good at everything. Just mm. find your strengths, do more of that. Find mm. what makes you happy, do more of that, mm. and outsource the rest. Yeah. No, I love it. That resonates so much with me. <laughs> Tell everyone where can they find you online? Cool. Well, I do have a website, an e-store, lisarelli.com, and then normal social media platforms, Lisa Rally on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Divine. So, yeah. Amazing. Cool. <laughs> we could talk forever. I know, I know, and that's why I'm going to catch us. But thank you for your cool. time. It's so, a pleasure, so appreciate Caitlin. it. No Enjoy problems. the rest of your time in sunny dirt. Yeah, thanks. Although I think Sam. our weather's about to change, but oh, no, don't for now. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying my little tan, even yes, though it'll probably last two weeks when I get home, it'll oh. be gone. Um, the joys of Durban yeah absolutely lucky fish yeah (laughs) thanks Lisa cool this episode has ended but it was so divine connecting with Lisa today and I hope that you mums have been inspired by what she had to say and challenged you because I think that's the heart of all being mums is that we get to support each other on this journey I hope that you have a stunning week. Thank you again for listening. And please, please go and rate me on iTunes. I would so appreciate it if you'd leave a comment and rate me in terms of how you found my podcast. Cheers, everyone.